Alright. Yo, we're live. Alright. Welcome everybody to another episode of Cut Talk Podcast. Cut Talk in the cut. Always. Yeah, here we are. I got two people with me. Two people that you know already. Uh cousin, you wanna say hello to everybody? Yo, what's up everybody? I'm back. He's back like crack in the eighties. Yvonne, are you there? I'm like, yep, I'm here. She's hair. <laughs> She's hair. That Texan <laughs> accent doing a is getting her. Accent all day today. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Texas, America. Uh, all right. So we're gonna start on a little bit of uh Ukrainian news here. You know, just leading to this today's topic. Uh, so uh, Ukraine says nine Russian warplanes are destroyed as a result of a successful drone strike, deadly string of explosions. In Crimea, Crimea is a state in the country of Russia, I believe. So I failed geography, so don't take my word on that. Um, This represents a significant escalation in the war, and it begs the question, how much more money are we going to give to the Ukrainians, and how much longer are we going to deny the inevitable future that we have of war? I mean, I don't know, right? We We might be able to avoid war. Cousin, what do you think about the... The situation in Ukraine is it is it leading to war? Or is the is war in the air? Are we gonna avoid war completely? What do you what do you what is your opinion? Does this help out our economy or what? But <laughs> I mean, I'm against war. Uh huh. Um, but from what I heard previously, the U.S. is uh, what is it called? The military um, infrastructure or whatever. Mm. The economy revolves around us, so of course we have a couple companies that are happy that you know we're in war, give them money. Um, I guess it creates some jobs, but I mean the war's not here. But I don't know. Um, I haven't really paid too much attention into the Ukraine Russia stuff. Um, I feel like this was really popping like two months ago when it first started. Now it kind of died down. I haven't heard about it. In I guess until right now when you mentioned it. Um, but, I mean, I think we all want Ukraine to win. But, you know, it'll come at the U.S.'s cost because we're the ones really giving them the funds. Um, I don't know. I'm not touching that money, so. For I sure. Don't think I, I mean, have... <laughs> we definitely haven't heard about it as much because uh, probably because they're giving away billions of dollars and they don't want people to know that, you know, even though recently it's been in the headlines. Uh, yesterday was it we gave away another billion dollars uh, worth of ammunition weaponry to Ukraine and uh, of course I support Ukraine in the war completely however I do understand the intentions of the American industrial complex in this situation uh, the the ideal conclusion of this on the side of the West is that we eventually push Russia back prevent the invasion from being successful and through these lease lending weapons that we're giving to Ukraine, put them in an unsurmountable amount of debt, which will eventually force them to be obligated to join NATO and therefore giving the U.S. an advantage over Russia in terms of tactical positioning, which is Russia's worst fear. Um, just That's just a summary yeah. of, the, of the whole thing, but, you know, there's many more details to it. But uh, essentially, that's what's happening. You know, the same way that China put us in debt uh, after the war and things like that, 
is essentially the model that we're taking here to put Ukraine in debt and never be making them indebted to the U.S. because we are the reason that they are even have a fighting chance. And, uh, you know, it's I don't want to dive any deeper than just the surface of it, but uh, it is interesting how how the economy in Ukraine is, uh, you know, they shipped out this uh, shipment of, of, of grain the other day because the port of Odessa in Ukraine was being blocked off by the Russians and all that shit. And uh, they finally made a shipment and the shipment was rejected due to the fact that Eastern Europeans do not want anything to do with Ukraine in this time of war because Russia is the number one supplier of fuel in Eastern Europe. Therefore, any uh, any signs of allegiance to Ukraine will lead to countries losing their power supplies from the Russian regime. It's an interesting system that they have over there. Total monopoly when it comes to fuel, when it comes to power, when it comes to things like that. It's essentially what America does in the West, but for the East. It's an interesting dynamic, but uh, just to move off of the political side of it, it, it also pegs the question of where where the use of technology will be in the future. We see these uh, we see these state of the art weapons being used not by Americans. You know, we've built these weapons, but we're not using them ourselves because we are not at war and we have no reason to use the weapons. So what we do is we send these weapons to Ukraine and allow them to test our weapons for us and prove the efficiency of American weaponry, ammunition, all that stuff. But like I said, what is the future of technology? Uh, AI has been in the news recently, uh, not so much recently, but as of late, it was a topic of discussion. People were speaking about these uh, robots that might be implemented into society. Ivana was just saying how she thinks the little food delivery uh, robots are cute. They're adorable. Right, They right. just go around and deliver your food, you know, they... You know, I don't know, like, I have a place for, I have, like, a soft spot for AI. I feel like we should have a little bit of love and compassion for the little robots that deliver your food or, you know, the little robot that they had a big scenery piece for that would take its, I guess they have, like, just one arm and it would just uh, basically take that, like, sponge-like mop and just sweep the same liquid in the same area constantly over and over basically you know it had a symbolism i guess it's like a monotonous job i kept doing it until it basically failed at it uh i just i don't know i have a place for ai i mean yeah ai goes a long way we also have uh, our favorite for the lonely individuals out there talkative sex robots we're going to that route where they're starting to be able to communicate with you and actually right, have a conversation right, right. so you know all you lonely men who hate women but love the comfort of one you got robots. Andrew Tate. What the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, where did that come from? I'm interested. Where is this? Where, what, do you, what was your point there, intro. cousin? Oh, nah, shit. I mean, I just. They're bashing on Andrew Tate. <laughs> that right. dude, um, he doesn't like women, right? Well, it's not that like no, he, he doesn't like women, but he's <laughs> yeah. always, like, misogynistic. Hey. <laughs> yes, he is. He's the kind of person like, I think he, you know what he said that got him in trouble? And, you know, I want to like, it's a disclaimer right now. This is quote unquote what he said, just for everyone in the audience. He said that rape victims should give back reparations to the rapist because they also had some doing with being raped. Okay. I have that not is heard that. I cannot speak on yeah. that. I've heard a lot of things about Andrew Tate. Actually, he has a situation right now where he was running a, a sex ring and he's in trouble for that. 
What the fuck? Hey. This took a weird turn from AI, but uh, what the fuck? You started this. I I blame cousin fully for this. Well, I'm, I I don't want to put allegations on people <laughs> that I'm not sure of, and I don't have any idea about that. But that is crazy. If that's true, I mean, obviously that's wrong. Uh, we do not endorse human trafficking on the Cut Talk podcast. We're completely against human trafficking. And uh, in terms of that guy, though, I mean, I don't know. All I've heard of from what I've seen on TikTok or on Instagram is that he has very traditional views. Uh, traditional? What? <laughs> traditional? It's tradition. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, you know, old old time traditional, like, men so should when, be. When back in the day they used to say pay reparations to your rapist? I've never, that I haven't heard that. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying from what I've heard. All he talks about is, like, women should be in the kitchen cooking and men should be the ones providing. Those are old school traditional views. I've never heard the guy talk about rape in my life, so I don't know if that's true. I don't know what he said, but hopefully he didn't say that. Hopefully let, me, let me go ahead for everybody here. I'm going to pull up Andrew Tate real fast and all his... Con- uh, no, yeah. we're not going to do the Andrew Tate episode right now. We're not going to do that. That's crazy. <laughs> let's let's, let's look focus look on, on artificial intelligence and robots. <laughs> Okay, so robots, right? Artificial <laughs> intelligence. Um, you don't want me to be great, guys. That's so there is, do. there is a, a, uh, a plan. You know, Elon Musk is obviously he set out this plan a long time ago to get human beings to Mars by 2024, or the first, or I think the the plan is to launch to Mars by 2024, which is coming up, obviously. Um, but he also has uh innovations in uh neurological technology and he also has innovations in ai and uh i don't know how uh i don't know how familiar everybody here is with uh neuralink is there does everybody know what neuralink is yeah and then put on the pig they tested it on pigs yeah i think so uh or i don't i don't know if that's even true but uh i know for sure that neuralink the idea is to, uh, I, like to put a chip in your brain and to somehow map out a person's brain and to, like, for the example of somebody who has brain damage, to, uh, be able to isolate that and, uh, like help them if they have memory loss. Then you isolate certain parts of the brains and using electrical impulses, you're kind of creating a cyborg human being that's able to be repaired through means of technology and uh this is borderline considered ai technology and this is controversial due to the fact that people will eventually become cyborgs through the technology like this how do you guys feel about that would you be first in line to get a brain in your chip that could possibly make you smarter uh, i wouldn't be wouldn't be first in line but <clears throat> maybe Somewhere in the line. <laughs> I would kind of want to see where it goes first because I feel like that stuff has a lot of negative, you know, kind of effects and aspects. Like what yeah. people can hack your brain and shit. I don't know if anyone sees Ghost in a Shell from, you know. Dope, dope anime, series. dope movie. Yeah. It reminds me a little like that where a lot of the people were, they seem very, con- like, I feel like they're very human, but they're not. They're all robotic. I feel like we're heading into stuff like that. As cool as it, as it may seem, I kind of feel like we kind of need to tweak some of the things out. But I do feel like it's a good aspect of helping people who are maybe 
bound to their chairs, who are, you know, in a state where their mind is there, but their body, you know, physically can't do anything as a husk, you know, I kind of feel like it'd be nice to allow them to have a life, to give them purpose again, or, you know, just them to finally get to live out a, a regular lifestyle, even if it may be in that small area with using their, uh, their mind. Right. That's a good point that Ivana brought up there about how how the implications and the applications of the technology could be that we could uh, help repair things like brain damage in terms of uh, motor function, uh, repairing synapses in the brain, helping people feel uh, burn victims who lose uh, feelings in certain parts of their bodies or people with nerve damage, things like that. Uh, like I was saying, car accident victims, anybody who has any sort of traumatic injury to the brain that may lead to disability, paralysis, um, any type of mental deficiency that the fact that there is a technology in the works that could potentially reverse the damage not only reverse it but create an opportunity for people to to not have to live their lives with these um with these sort of uh mental deficiencies or mental damages uh, because the repair technology is available cousin what how do you feel about that so you said you wouldn't be the first in line but you'd probably be in line does that mean that you would be willing to test the limits of your intelligence or do you feel like is there something that you would do right away like what you want to be invent something or i mean what what would you do with that type of power being able to control your level of intelligence uh i mean i, I feel like everybody wants to be smarter right nobody wants to be dumb if <laughs> if you had to like pay to be smart i think there's a price to it right um, but for this, I mean, I guess I'll wait to get injured or something like that. And then I'll try it out. Um, uh, cause it's fairly new. I don't think I want to risk it. Um, you know, a lot can go wrong when, once you're like touching the brain and stuff, but I think technology is pretty advanced. Um, I remember when I was at Kaiser, um, there was a unit where the doctors, I believe it was ALS. We remember back then it was at the ALS bucket challenge and stuff like that. Um, so like this is a yeah, degenerative disease. disease. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't know. I think these patients had the same uh, diagnosis, but pretty much they were losing the ability to move. And, you know, all that's controlled by the brain. So I was with a speech therapist and she was like prescribing a device to the patient's and I actually got the chance to test out the device. So pretty much um, when these people, they, they stop moving, they're on their bed, you know, they're at risk on like choking under saliva when they're sleeping or like, you know, in the middle of the night, they got to call somebody. So they invented a computer where the only thing they can move is their eyeballs. So now uh, this computer tracks your eye and you're able to click on the screen with your eye. So I was able to use it. Um, so like you just move your eye and <laughs> if you if you leave your eye at one place for like half a second, it'll click on wherever you want it. So you're like literally able to like use a fucking computer with just your eyeball and that shit was fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, so I think technology is pretty advanced now. We don't, we don't all get to use it. Uh, but for this shit, um, I think I mean, I'm hoping it's safe. I know they use it on pigs, but I think I got to see. I don't know if it's been um, trialed on humans yet. We got to wait for that. 
because I yeah, think it's probably a long time before. Yeah, there's already human trials going on. There's already um, just to uh, give the most recent news. It says uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink brain computer startup is beat again. This time, a competitor implanted his device into its first U.S. patient. Uh, article oh. goes on and says that the Neuralink brain startup has yet to receive approval from the FDA to implant its technology in humans. However, Neuralink's competitor, Synchron, has implanted its first device into the brain of a U.S. patient, in this case, one with ALS, as Cousin was mentioning, a, a neurodegenerative disease that's affected the patient's ability to move and speak, as reported by Bloomberg. Uh, the hope is that the patient will be able to browse the web and communicate through email and text just by thinking. The device will translate the patient's thoughts into action through commands sent to a computer. And then it continues. Synchron has already implanted its devices in four patients in Australia. These patients are reported by Bloomberg to have no side effects, and the devices allow them to send messages through WhatsApp and make online purchases. Synchron had received Damn. FDA approval in July of 2021, so over a year, just a little over a year, to begin a human trial of its Stenro device to insert into the brain of six patients. And then it can be inserted into the brain without cutting into the patient's skull or damaging their tissue. A doctor makes an incision in the patient's neck. From there, the stem road, with the help of a catheter, is placed into a blood vessel within the motor cortex, an area involved with the planning, control, and execution of voluntary movements. Da, da, da. Once it's implanted, secondary procedure connects it to the computing. So essentially, this is a very well thought out very you know cousin was right to assume that there is risk when you're talking about the brain but apparently these are things that have been tested and uh, theorized over a long time to the point that it has reached fda approval and it is interesting because the application of of the medical field is obviously one of the first to come to mind but like i was saying um i feel like i feel like once you get past people who do need it for uh, or who you know could use it for a more uh for a more like purpose in terms of helping them uh, have a better experience with life then you get to the people who are going to want to use it because you know like like we we're saying it could make you smarter i mean who wouldn't want to be able to access the internet just by looking or moving your eyes you know that's in a like i was saying in a sense that makes you a cyborg and also uh if there's a way to control the amount of or the the health of a certain part of the brain to promote intelligence or to promote certain cognitive functions to make your muscles react faster to give you a uh, faster reaction time to make you speak more eloquently to get make you a more uh more prone to learning certain things you know that question is Wait, how, how far is it it'll make you it'll make you speak more eloquently uh i don't know i'm just being i'm just <laughs> saying shit that might uh, might maybe uh, c could be used, you know, I mean, I don't know why somebody would want to do it, but there's a lot of reasons, you know, if there's a way to make somebody stronger by enforcing muscle growth through protein regeneration and things like that in the brain, uh, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of applications to it, you know, I mean, there's, it's you just, know, it's an open box at this point, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, back then, so this is kind of like the history of how they back then if you're kind of born if you're born fucked up or you were depressed um you know a lot of this stuff has to do with your brain right um they would poke holes on your skull and let you bleed out 
and they would hope that because um, they used to believe like you got bad spirits inside of you and you know they oh they'll just poke your head out and then those spirits will leave your body um so that's what they used to do back then and then look, look at where we are right now they just got chips and shit I mean, um, at the same time, too, because to add on to that, they would also give you a lobotomy if you were very talkative, if you had any PTSD or anything of an issue or mental health issue, they would probably lobotomize you, like, instantaneously, uh, you know, knock that motherfucking bone right in between your eye, <laughs> right by your eye, I think it's on your left or your right side, they, it's a small bone, and um, they also still do bloodletting, people also still do leeches, and people, we also still do a thing in the medical field. I think if you're familiar with it, if you have a, if you're usually diabetic and your leg isn't healing, has a lot of dead scar tissue, they would put maggots. Well, obviously they're, you know, they're from the hospital, but they'll put maggots in there and they'll eat away at the dead, uh, at the dead tissue, and new tissue would form, start the healing process. Very interesting. Yeah, I think it's safe to say, like cousin was getting at that we've come a long way in terms of medical procedures, you know, in terms of not even having sanitized uh, medical procedure rooms, you know, like, oh, fuck it, 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 his leg's swollen, cut that bitch off, you know what I'm saying, like, it's pretty, you know, we came from barbaric practices, and, you know, it, it was from a lack of knowledge, so it is interesting to see how once we attain the knowledge of the brain, and once we un, you know, understand these technologies that are able to be utilized in such ways that we can, uh, become more advanced in terms of medicine but uh just to uh, dive away a little bit from the medical field because obviously there's a there's a lot of obvious applications when it comes to medicine and things like that but uh also so there is the question of because you know i was trying to talk about artificial intelligence but in a way that's not really artificial intelligence that's just using human intelligence and trying to utilize the the electricity of the brain in terms of uh signals and things like that and like essentially what you're doing there is hooking a device into the network of the brain because in order for you to be able to click on something with your eyes the way that it would have to work is that the your eye your whole vision visual cortex would have to the network of your eyes would have to be connected to the system as a cursor which then so that's that's more like technical uh brain shit but when i say artificial intelligence what i mean is like something that can think for itself outside of anything related to human intelligence so i want to know a little bit uh if how do you guys feel about uh robots that may you know like siri and what is it alexa and things like that google assistant are somewhat low level really low-level basic uh, artificial intelligence. How you guys feel about one day maybe having a robot like iRobot or like Ex Machina, something that is inseparable from a human being in terms of if you were talking to this AI robot right now, you you wouldn't even know you were talking to it. Like, what if I'm a robot right now and you guys don't even know? How would you feel about speaking to a robot? Do you think there's some... Isn't uh, that... Yeah, go ahead. Isn't that what the Jetsons? That little cartoon, the Jetsons. I mean, what year was that supposed to be? They had robots and shit already. Um, something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Rosie the robot. Yeah, the Jetsons. Um, like helping you uh-huh. every day, like having a robot helping you out on your daily life. Um, 
think a lot of people are complaining that oh they're gonna take over, but I don't think we'll ever let the robots do that. I think we'll just code it in a way that they they won't pass the boundary. Um, myself, I mean, I think if the robot's gonna help you live an easier life, fuck it, I'll take it. Uh, I'm not complaining. Uh, it'll probably be expensive, but. I think I'm for the AI stuff and technology itself. I don't really see a problem with it. Ivana, how do you feel about this? Um, being, I guess you have a different perspective from me and cousin because you are, you do have a, a small <laughs> human. So you like, I don't know. Do you feel like there's some sort of threat to humans? Because that's the like apocalyptic view of it is that we can't allow intelligence to be artificial and for it to be uh to operate on its own because people have this idea that if you put like two two artificial intelligence robots together that they'll think up a way to uh end humanity or like they have some idea that it's like oh if if you ask a artificial intelligence right this is an idea that some people have brought up before that if you ask it like oh what is the best way to keep the earth alive and the artificial intelligence somehow comes to the conclusion that the best way to keep the earth alive is by destroying humans because we humans destroy the planet, then that would ultimately be like one of the fears that people have in terms of artificial intelligence. So what do you think about that? I don't really have a fear of artificial intelligence. I feel like we need to be able to limit them. And yes, they got I her. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my god, we need to have a way to uh, limit their interactions and how far they can go and, you know, allowing them to be able to update themselves and push their software further is something we should be mindful of. I think they had two two artificial intelligence. It was a woman and a man, and they were speaking to each other, and they actually made up their own language that nobody understood, that they could only understand. So... I understand the fear in that stuff, but we allowed them to have that capability. I mean, we, we, you make something, right? You, you like, like, I guess like a kid, you make the kid, you create a child, right? You have the, you, you allow a certain limitation involved with their development, right? So you allow your kid, you could be a parent that's like very hands-on, or you could be a very lenient parent and you put the, you decide your kid's attributes from that point on. You know, your kid, you probably don't want your kid outside all the time so they don't get dirty. You create a more of a kid that's probably an indoor child. You, you know, you're probably really heavy-handed with, you know, punishments. You create a kid that's probably more rebellious. Everything you do has a consequence and everything you do, you know, puts limiters on how your kid views things. Even, you know, small stuff like that, as weird as it may seem. Uh, I feel like we shouldn't be fearful of that stuff. I feel like as we further ourselves into, into technology, that future is inevitable. We can't stop something that seems like it's going to steamroll us. It's either we, like I said, it's either we keep going forward or we get set back into the Stone Age, which I'm sure nobody wants to go and do that and live that kind of lifestyle. The Flintstones. Not even the Flintstones. I would say more like Fallout. Bam, shit. bam. That's nuclear. That's post nuclear though. I mean, oh no, but you did bring up. You brought up a good ass point. At the same time though, you brought up a couple good. I feel like. Go ahead, go ahead, cousin. I feel like that would have been a good time to live. Um, 
no school, no nothing. You're just living the life. You can do that now. Just go ahead and like leave your life that you have. <laughs> just go to the forest. <laughs> go to the forest. Yeah, down back, a then, trees. back then, you just pick up a rock and that would be currency. And then die now, when the bear comes you know, and eats you. Reverse the who the hell? <laughs> a rock? Oh yeah. God. They used to weigh currency. They used to grab rocks and smack themselves over the head with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but oh, you did man. bring up a couple. You brought up something. First of all, you brought up an interesting story, which is the story of the Facebook robots. Two communication robots that were created uh, in order to see what a conversation between two AIs would look like. You know, assuming that through the parameters of the English language that they would understand how to communicate. Instead, what these two robots did was they ended up creating their own language that only they understood. And this happened fairly quickly, and this led to Facebook shutting down the project completely out of uh, what could be considered fear, what could be considered failure. What do you think that was? Can we just get some opinions here, cousin? Start, we'll start with you. Do you think the robots were conspiring against us, these two artificial intelligence robots? Or do you think they just, uh, since they just stopped speaking English? What do you think? The robots that Ivana was talking about? Yeah, so here, let me just tell, let me just give you the summary. So it says right here that uh, Facebook abandoned an experiment after two artificially intelligent programs appeared to be chatting to each other in a single, in a strange language only they understood. The two chatbots came to create their own language changes to English that made it easier for them to work, but which remained mysterious to the humans that supposedly looked after them. The bizarre discussions came as Facebook challenged its chatbots to try to negotiate with each other over a trade attempting to swap hats balls and books each of which were given a certain <laughs> value oh shit you see it's getting complicated it's getting crazy <laughs> that, 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 i heard balls and i was thinking about something else oh hey yo no 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 this i don't oh i don't know i don't know what they mean by that either i'm gonna be honest with you but they quickly oh, broke nah, down nah, nah. yeah but they quickly broke down as the robots appeared to chant at each other in a language they each understood, but which appears mostly inco incomprehensible to humans. <laughs> the robots had been instructed to work out how to negotiate between themselves and improve their bartering as they went along, but they were not told to use comprehensive English, allowing them to create their own shorthand language. And, uh, let's see. Okay. Turn so them off. Once they started doing that much, turn them off. Yes. There's a situation that's, I would like you guys to look up really quickly. Uh -huh. There was a robot that they turned off in a lab, but it turned itself on. It quickly turned itself on. It was a satellite. I think it was like satellite based. It turned itself back on. You can look that up. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Okay, but, but while I'm looking this up, so uh fake news. Fake news? Okay. Yeah. Well, it might be fake news. Let me look it up. But uh <laughs> Shade room. Uh Shade room. <laughs> oh. Yeah yeah no but oh I had a question I wanted to ask uh so there is there is this all right just to jump off real quick before we go on to this story but uh since i brought up the the whole subject of uh, kids and things like that so there's also this technology known as crispr which is gene modification which essentially is like if you ever played a video game where the in the beginning of the game you have to create your character you know you can make them as tall short fat skinny light dark strong weak as you want and this technology is i believe has already been used i'm not sure but i know that it's being worked on so that people can essentially decide how their kids come out you know and this is for the purposes of the ethical purpose being if you know that a child has a genetic 
issues in terms of uh, their development, then you could, uh, in the womb, you could edit their genes so that they be they be stronger, they be more complete, allowing the child to be born without any defects or any uh, thing that you might not want, or just to completely, if you want a blue eye, blonde hair baby, but you don't have blue or blonde eye genetics, you could still make it happen through genetic modification. Ivana, I'll start with you since you're the mom here. If you had the chance to design a baby before it came out, would you take the chance? Yes. Definitely. Oh. Why wouldn't I want the best out of my gene pool or for my uh, for my lineage? I mean, I, I feel like maybe this is a quick topic, but I'm, I guess maybe I think about who I have kids with. I think about what my kid is going to look like and what attributes they're going to have. A lot of times people go ahead and have kids with people and they have a lot of diseases or they create very, you know, they, they create kids that are probably not going to be your D1 athletes. I'm sorry to say, but it's very fucking true. And people might pick people with very like, they might pick people out of love. I do love my, my spouse. Don't get me wrong. I love my husband, but I think about who I'm going to lay down in bed with and who I'm going to, what kind of kid am I going to procreate? obviously are they gonna look like this or gonna look like that i mean you know if me and another person are both we're both fucking almost legally blind there's a good chance our kid might become blind or might come out blind why would i do that to my child that's really good fucked point. up to do to them you know to give them <laughs> a disease that they can't to give <laughs> that's them funny because yeah <laughs> no that's a good point i'm blind oh, i'd be wearing yeah. glasses Great okay point. well get the fucking eyes taken care of boy <laughs> Well, get one of those fucking Neuralinks and fix your eyes. <laughs> no, nah, but that, that's a good point because, yes, that's true. And that was one of the points that they made that, that you know, but then the question of efficacy comes in where it's like, is it ethical for you to modify a child before it's yes. born? Yes. We, people do that. People, what? People do that now. Damn. People modify their kids now. When you decide to, look, when you decide... I'm going to be, I know this topic going to be harsh. Don't go crazy. I, yeah, I, I know not. I see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, go crazy. Look, well, look, when a white woman decides to take a black man and they decide to have the, uh, Kim Kardashian did it. When she decides to, she no has comment. very much, when she got attributes of a black woman, she got her ass completely fucking outside of the goddamn moon atmosphere. She even plumped her lips up. She said, let me take it a step further. Y'all can think I'm crazy. Let's take it a step further. Why not have kids with a black man to give my kids those attributes? Why why have to do that to my next generation of them having to not like themselves or to fake things to fit attributes of another race when I can go ahead and be part of that? Their kids are beautiful nonetheless, but their kids have the best of both worlds. Their kids are one light skin and, and, and in colorism, they are favorable already. They have nice textured hair. I mean, you guys are not, if you, you don't know, but obviously, uh, you know, they have nice textured hair. They're favorable in that sense as well. They don't have to ever deal with the cries and the screams of ever having their comb uh, ping back and hit them in the back of their fucking head. You know, things like that. They also have uh, features of European features. They have a slender nose. They also have, you know, nice, they also have that, like I said, they also have nice skin to go along with that. And they might have, uh, I don't know how tall Kanye is, but they also get height along with that. They pick, you could pick, people pick and He's choose like five, already nine, when I you think. decide partners. Pretty much. Yeah, like, what? Five, nine? nine? Yeah. That Girl, is interesting, though. Mm. It's that the truth. We pick and choose our partners to create already Correct. what we want in our kids. Correct. 
especially in today's uh, day and age, you know, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but people are very uh, prone to what some may perceive as desirable genetics, taller people, uh, more intelligent people, successful people, because they do have the presupposition that uh, that this will create an advantage for the child in the long run. So if you're able to remove that from the equation, and cousin, I, I want to hear what you have to say about this too, uh, is, so, you know, completely ignoring the efficacy of it, we're saying here that uh, since the parents are the ones having the baby, they should be able to control, in a sense, how the baby is, it comes out, I guess, because like you said, we are choosing to... And you spoke from the perspective of women. Women are looking for a man who's, who has traits that they would want in their baby. And this is definitely something I've seen before. Like, I've, 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 I've had conversations with chicks where they're like, "Oh, uh, well, actually, no, I haven't." But I've heard, <laughs> I've heard chicks say shit like this. I was oh gonna say some shit, but it wouldn't apply to me. No, but I've heard people say like, "Oh, uh, like, oh, uh, uh, like, if somebody has curly hair, they'll say some shit like, oh." Uh, you know, your your hair was nice. We would have cute babies, you know, type shit, you know? So it's like, yeah, like, I guess that idea is a part of human nature. Like, deep down inside, we are thinking about it, uh, about that, the fact that uh, we're considering how a child may, the outcome of a child may be if you were to have a kid with somebody. Uh, so, I don't know. But, cousin, what do you feel about that? Would you, would you feel that it's, okay for you to control how your child would come out in terms of looks or in terms of intelligence or you know how would you feel about that um i feel like i probably don't want to bothering was like when the build-a-bear workshop type of shit but if i knew my child was like a little um if the baby was not going to be functioning then that's probably the only time i would want to change something if it comes out functioning right. and if it comes out all right, mm. uh, I think that'll be fine. I'll, I'll make it work, right? <laughs> no, that's interesting because we have two different perspectives here. And and that's that's why we have these conversations because there there's always multiple sides to the conversation. To the Just know idea. if you do believe in a higher power, that's probably a sin. And then you will go to hell if you do that. That's definitely a sin. That's playing God. But I mean, who, I mean, but Ivana's Ivana's point of saying that that you are in a sense. I mean, how you know? Because what's crazy is there's always hypotheticals, right? We can play with hypotheticals all day. What happens if you feel like you're doing the best thing? You create this baby who's hella smart, hella uh, strong, hella athletic, six four, built like an Adonis. You know, and then they end up having this depression, this uh, ex existential crisis because they're like, oh, well, I don't even, I wasn't supposed to be born like this, mama. I was going to be born a, a short, short, wavy hair, ugly, crooked nose, stupid motherfucker. But then you modify my genes and now I'm, now I'm a super genius. Like that might create some sort of existential crisis right there for the child. And just to play devil's advocate. How would you feel about that, then, Ivana? Do you feel like you would feel bad at that point, or do you think it would just be like, all right, let's modify this motherfucker again? Obviously, it didn't work. No, I would, I would not feel bad. Like my kid doesn't. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we have this weird 
uh, feeling, obviously we're human, you know, we see somebody with something, right? My hair is, you know, maybe say my hair is curly and short. I see a girl with long black hair, you know, I would want her hair, but she's probably saying, I really want her hair. We all, we're always going to want the opposite of what's given to us. You know, like somebody that's poor is going to want to be in a rich man's position, but a rich man is probably like, I wish I was more on a regular, a regular, uh, I guess a regular familiar basis, you know, just living a regular everyday, you know, Bob and John lifestyle. We're always going to want the opposite of what's given to us. Sometimes I wish I was short, but there's somebody that's probably like, damn, I wish I was like fucking five, nine. There's always someone that's going to want <laughs> right what here. you have. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man! I wish I could need a stepping stool to get the Cheerios. The the standard of attraction is based on the time you live. So you know maybe true. Um, if for the people that are picking out the genes, like oh maybe in fifty years, big noses are gonna be what's in, right? Oh, interesting. (laughs) So you know maybe we're gonna be picking something, but then it turns out that maybe might be ugly in fifty years. Right. Um, but I mean, like, what? Fifty years ago, what was? Well, it was beauty, nice? right? Different beauty know. standards. Like before, they used to. S- I remember, you know, and this is cousin hit the nail right on the head with this one. All right, so this is interesting because if you watch movies from even like forty, thirty years ago, right? The women do not look like the women do now. The men do not look like the men do now. <clears throat> and even you know, when it comes <laughs> to like the way cars look. You know, people were more humble in terms of what they bought, what they purchased, you know. I don't think you really seen, you know, and I, I got to go back and watch these movies again. But if you watch a movie from today, people are going to be dripped out. They're going to have chains. They're going to look a certain way. You know, they're going to have what people would consider a swag to them. You know what I'm saying? But if you look back in the days, people dressed real, like, casual, real regular, you know. And the women didn't have, you know, like... Nowadays, it's more attractive to have a fat ass if you're a woman. That's just what it is. That's just the societal standards of beauty, you know. And the, what we're saying with men, like, it's more attractive for guys to be taller, to be like, you know, the whole beard thing. You know, women are attracted to beards now. It became <laughs> something, you know, uh, cousin beard. is a neck beard, you know, so he wouldn't relate. But not nah, understand. But yeah, that's that's just how people view things, you know. So it would be interesting if you did create a child based on the current beauty standards, and by the time they were 30, 35 years old, their standards were no longer, you know, accepted, and now they're like this outcast in society, you know. And all the people who were born naturally without the genetics can just change their look. Interesting, interesting point. Now that was a good conversation on that though, but. Uh, yeah, consider that, people. Consider that, because in the future, there's definitely going to be a time when people are created genetically, and uh, uh, even nowadays, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you want to mention, you know, the way that Kim Kardashian, you know, that's just one of the popular cases today, but also surrogates, test two babies. There's a lot of different ways that kids are being born nowadays besides just natural birth. So it's interesting to see what the future may hold. We all read this book, right? Everybody read it. Bra- uh, Brave New World. Guys, we were all in high school together. What the hell? Brave I didn't New- read that. No? All right. I guess I was in the slow class. The hell, cousin the hell wasn't was Cousin was in advanced classes, so he didn't read with no, the... No, I didn't even get put into honors English. I yeah. think you were, weren't you? Oh, was I the one in honors? That's how dumb I am. I didn't even know. But, hey, you guys didn't read that book, <laughs> Brave New World? Jesus Christ. Nah. Ivana, you didn't read that, that book? 
I read it, but I don't like truly remember. Okay, okay, something. but the it's okay, the whole now? point that I'm making about the book is that, uh, it was that situation, right? It was the it was all this Huxley. It was his vision of the future, and he spoke about that about how kids were no longer born in wombs, no longer through the placenta of their own mother, but instead in test tubes, born for a purpose, and kids were separated into classes from birth. This is a way that society created a class system in the future and it's something that may be applicable when you separate birth from a natural process is that you start to look at people as only what they have to offer for society and not how they will choose to live their life and how what will be a satisfactory life so yeah that's just a little preview into the future about how greed i mean is that not how we live is that not how we live today yeah, well, we're beginning to see the first steps into that direction. That's what I'm saying. So if you accelerate wow. the process by adding, you know, test two babies, by adding a whole generation of kids that are born purely out of science, then who's to say that we're not going to say, hey, well, they're not even fucking humans. They were just born in a test tube. So we're going to start to treat them like subhumans, even though they have the same genetic makeup, the same biology as humans. But just because they weren't born through natural birth, we might start to chat, look at them as lesser than us. And then, you know, who, who's, well, who like knows where when, that might lead? Yeah. Like when people make fun of, oh, you're like a little preemie baby or some shit, or you're like you're a C-section yeah. baby. Yeah, okay. Like, see, oh, you're, you're, a little, you're a little test two like baby. Like, yeah, right. That's not even real kind of sensible division. That's like you were born vaginally, but you were born from a, a fucking a, a cut through someone's stomach to hit, you know, to get you out. That's so stupid. That doesn't even make sense. Even that position where you're trying to create subhuman and human, so like like uh, scenarios. That's just us trying to figure out how to create this. Pyramid I mean, people concept. fight over skin color, so uh, there's some there's a lot of stupid reasons. Yeah, why it, people it's stupid fucking... shit. That's stupid. All of this stuff that we could like we constructed as humans is to divide us and to to try to try to uh, create that top pyramid uh what is that like race that yeah, top caste pyramid, system uh, social person. social yeah. society status and shit like yeah. that it's like the people they're like oh there's only one race the human race but now there's going to be human race going to be test tube yeah. race there's going to be all <laughs> right and then see that's the thing that that's a whole like all right there's already people who discriminate based off the stupidest most shallow factors factors so Imagine when there's a whole biological separation in terms of these are artificial humans. These are not natural humans in a sense. So who's to say that we don't end up turning those test tube babies into slaves for regular humans and being like, oh, well, you guys are just products of science. So you're here to serve us. You're not here to live your own life. But they do have their own life and their own consciousness. Or will they even have a life in consciousness? Is consciousness born from nature or does it is a part of I don't know biology. It's interesting. It's going to answer a lot of questions in the future. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting conversation. <laughs> you really quick to chime in. If anybody's ever seen that movie with Ethan Hawke, Gattaca, uh, we're talking about, you know, sifting out the weak and the best. Uh, you know, if anyone remember, Ethan Hawke was below, like, he was regular. You know, they didn't really decide to uh, mess with his genetics, but he had a brother. And they messed with his genetics, and he was by far way healthier, way better, faster, stronger. He was a lot of things Ethan Hawke wasn't in the movie. Uh, basically, um, he wanted to be an astronaut, but he couldn't because his genetics, with the, how they run the system is for you to move into a different part of the office, they use your DNA. So you have to like take pee, you know, take urine analysis, uh, blood, 
and they would test you physically and also that'd be tied to your like you know like a key card so every time you try to check in you have to have like the right dna to be in that section and be able to be an, an astronaut they only want the top tier uh i guess what you know society has to offer if you're going to take on that position and job it's the same thing now i mean we do the same thing for the military you can't be a fat fuck and try to like join the army we're not going to take you you cannot be like someone with a bum leg. You cannot have somebody with like really un like uh, outstanding uh, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. We won't take you. But we 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 do that Good now. Point. We sift you out for a job. You can't lift more right. than ten pounds. You can't even do the most minuscule job. You're overweight. You can't stand even a regular for... job. Yes, you can't stand for hours on end. You can't do shit. You have to go on disability. Yeah. So we're already we're already there. I mean, I don't think it's wrong. You guys could somebody could crucify me about that i don't think it's wrong that we sift through people like that speaking, no it's not wrong because you do want somebody who's going to complete the task at the highest level but that's interesting that 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 point that you brought up about the army it is interesting because again who's to say that we don't create these test two babies hypothetical test two babies in the future and create the u.s army out of those you know if we can control the genetics why wouldn't we just make these seven foot tall muscular giants that can I run mean, for 32 miles without getting tired and need minimal water and make them our force because i believe you know just you know and we're getting uh we're getting into a deep conversation here about humanity but you know a while ago uh, there was a headline about how china was uh experimenting with super soldiers and injecting genetic modification modifiers into the existing people in the army and just uh experimenting with creating these super soldiers and you know with this technology why wouldn't there's you know speaking from a, a you know point of view of number one uh you know if we have quote unquote regular people that aren't born in a test tube it would be more ethical to have them stay at home while the scientifically made humans are out there fighting because they're bred for the purpose of fighting of uh, being army soldiers you know what i'm saying so it is interesting to think that one day we might have an army of completely biologically uh, engineered humans that are just made for the purpose of fighting. But then again, you know, it goes into questions of consciousness and who's to say that they might not go haywire and fucking turn on us one day. Uh, there's a lot of questions uh, about it, but it is interesting. That's an interesting point that you brought up. There is certain jobs that obviously that when you get to uh, things like NASA, things like uh, uh, Boeing, you know, when, once you get to a certain level, there is this obvious discrimination for the purpose of the job. They're not going to let some fucking high school dropout who doesn't even know how to fucking do simple algebra into NASA. You know, that's just the reality of the situation. You need to know a certain level of physics, a certain level of mathematics. You're, you have to have some capability. And that's just the way the world works. You know, there's a reason why you make $100,000 working in certain jobs versus 30000 in another because there's a certain set of skills and a certain set of time that comes with that job, you know. And the income inequality and the income economics is a whole nother uh, conversation. But, yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense that eventually in the future, you know, the same way that we claim that, that robots are taking people's jobs in industries and things like that and manufacturing and automation is taking jobs. At some point in the future, I could see that, you know, due to this technology that's arising, that we do create humans specifically made for certain jobs, you know, if it's not faster to just have a machine do it or with the implementation of technology why not just create cyborgs you make fucking 
you make humans that are already biologically engineered and then you add some technology to their brains and now you got like super cyborg fucking american america robots you know and they got fucking fucking they shoot missiles out their backs and fucking american flags coming out their fucking chests and shit <laughs> like that you know like real life captain america iron man you know i mean i don't know it's just an interesting thing to think about it's completely you know, right now uh robotics is being used in surgery a lot so that's some shit that I'm, oh interesting you know, can you talk about that cousin the nanobots not really but i just <laughs> i just really. heard um heard about it recently of people are talking about well for one they're only going to use it if it's profitable right like these right. hospitals if it, if it doesn't make them money why are they going to do it um but so some hospitals this shit might be a little expensive to implement but you know, if it can save time, if it reduces liability, then, you know, that might be a good option. But robotics is already being used in surgery because, um, you know, the doctors be making mistakes. So, you know, having a little robot might be uh, reduces the risk of the shit going wrong. And, you know, you can have a higher chance of living. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's all I know is that it's being implemented pretty much almost not everywhere but you know the the biggest hospitals probably yeah. already have ro robots doing surgery they're definitely probably testing it on on fucking animals or something like that and it, yeah i actually heard about uh because that made me think about the nanobots i did hear about uh future technology where they plan to use microscopic robots uh let's say if a person has a clot in one of their major arteries obviously it's unsafe to try and attempt to get into the artery directly because if you cut it open the person's dead but what you could do is use a remote control nanobot and completely hypothetical i'm completely talking from inexperience i don't know if this is how it works this is completely from my memory so don't quote me on this but the way i understood it is that there is a nanobot a very microscopic robot you put it into somebody's let's say their fingertip the same way somebody would take blood for a diabetes uh blood sugar read you put a prick in their finger send the robot in through their finger follow the vessel you know eventually take the path through their body to the heart find the clot and through nanoscopic technologies you'll be able to either relieve the clot or if there's damage in any major arteries or veins you'd be able to repair it from the inside using again microscopic technology but it's just a this is just an idea right just ideas that could be used in the future when it comes to implementing uh, robotics into the medical field but it's interesting and i think uh i think we spoke a good amount tonight and um we can kind of close it out with that and just uh imagination is endless and the more creative people are the more at a faster rate that we will advance so it's never bad to have ideas as crazy as they sound because especially in today's day there might even be technology to back those ideas even though you're not aware of it so with that I just want to tell everybody, keep dreaming and don't don't be limited by your imagination. Allow your imagination to be unlimited. Come up with ideas. Uh, you're only crazy until it works. Remember that the idea is only crazy until it works. And that's just how things are. So don't be afraid to use your imagination and don't be afraid to say crazy shit because crazy today might be real tomorrow. So. Uh, cousin, any last words you want to give to the people? And then if your imagination is not up to par, then that's when you got to hook up with the Neuralink 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got. And you'll be straight. Right, right, right. Thank you, cousin. Thank you, cousin, for reminding the people. Uh, Ivana, any last words? Any last messages? I mean, if you can't get a girl, get a sex robot. <laughs> two great pieces of advice. Uh, Andrew Tate, right here. You should live your. Those are two phrases to live by. You can always use Neuralink, and if Neuralink doesn't work, you can always get a sex robot. So, uh, thank you, everybody. In the bottom left, as always, at In the Cut Global on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my two friends here for being with me, and hopefully, you guys enjoyed the conversation. As always, take care and peace.